Your footprints on the beach contain your DNA. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A new report shows we're getting much closer to living in a world that we're not used to. The World Meteorological Organization predicts that there's almost a 100% chance that at least one of the next five years will be the warmest ever recorded. They also say within the next four years, the chances are two out of three that for the first time, the average temperature will breach the 1.5 degrees Celsius limit imposed by the Paris Agreement. Crossing the limit will not be permanent, however it could start to happen more frequently, even if temporarily. The prediction is significant because it was only eight years ago in 2015 when the chances of temporarily exceeding this boundary were practically zero, but now they stand at 66% in the next five years. The naturally occurring warming of the Pacific Ocean called El Nino and climate change will combine to heat the planet into this uncharted territory, which could lead to more severe droughts, heat waves, rainfall, and sea level rise. More than half of the world's lakes, from the Caspian Sea that lies between Europe and Asia to Lake Titicaca in South America, have been shrinking. That's the conclusion of a new study led by the University of Colorado Boulder, which showed 5.7 trillion gallons were lost from 1992 to 2020, an amount equivalent to what the U.S. used in all of 2015. The report concludes that the major causes of decline are climate change as lakes lose water to a hotter atmosphere and unsustainable human consumption, with global warming being the larger of the two. The team used satellite snapshots during a 28 period to survey the area of almost 2,000 of Earth's biggest lakes, finding that those in both dry and wet regions are losing volume. The team concluded that man-made reservoirs were also losing water, with nearly two-thirds having significant losses. The decline resulted from sedimentation, where lakes fill up with rocks, sand, and gravel that would have otherwise flowed downstream. In recent decades, scientists who wanted to monitor wildlife without being too intrusive have turned to collecting their DNA. Critters passing through an environment shed a treasure trove of information through pieces of skin, hair, or scales that can be genetically sequenced to reveal more about their health and identity. The same goes for us humans. Maybe not scales, but whenever we breathe, sweat, or touch something, a bit of our DNA remains behind. And the information is there for the taking, which was the dilemma a team of researchers at the University of Florida raised in their recent work with sea turtles. The scientists were using environmental DNA, or eDNA, to study viral tumors in endangered sea turtles by scooping up beach sand that baby hatchlings crawled across as they made their way to the ocean. They expected to see DNA from other animals and maybe people, but the high quality of what they called human genetic bycatch set off alarm bells. Each of us has a unique genetic code, so could the researchers be collecting sensitive information? To answer that question, they took samples from several Florida locations, including rivers, isolated beaches, and a remote island rarely visited by people. In all but the island samples, they found DNA of such high quality, it contained markers for diseases and indicated the genetic ancestry of nearby 
populations. The team could even distinguish part of sex chromosomes from footprints volunteers left in the sand. eDNA has proved useful in everything from conservation to epidemiology, such as recently helping to monitor COVID in wastewater, but it could also infringe on privacy since harvested materials can reveal specifics of our health and ethnicity. The study's authors want to continue using eDNA in research, but are calling for regulations to ensure it's used ethically and appropriately. And finally this week, good news about diapers, specifically the disposable ones piling up in landfills. A team of researchers in Japan has found a way to turn the nappy waste into housing and help combat global warming in the process. In the U.S., over 4 million tons of disposable diapers are dumped annually, where they don't break down and emit methane. But because diapers are made of wood pulp, cotton, and superabsorbent polymers, researchers at the University of Kitakyushu say shreds of them could replace sand when making concrete. That would be a win for the environment as sand is dwindling worldwide, destructive to mine, and is the key ingredient in cement production, which is responsible for almost 7% of global greenhouse gas emissions. In their study, the team washed, dried, and shredded diapers and combined them with cement, sand, gravel, and water. They tested different ratios of diaper shreds and found that mixing in just under one-third made the wall strong enough to support a single-story house they built in Indonesia. Because populations are growing in lower-income countries, leading to more babies, more diapers, and more demand for housing, the authors say by using recycled materials, the cost of construction could be reduced to make homes more affordable. That's it for This Week in Water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.